June 17th, 2006, twice born. Apparently, there was a message from Laura to me and I, Laura Lassiter, about an, a vision that she had from Sundari and I was responding to her, but I can't find any evidence of where I recorded what she wrote, unfortunately, because it would have made a lot more sense if I had that here, but I don't, and I've researched back and forth a bit and can't find it. So it's called Twice Born. Dear Laura, while in meditation with Sundari, I saw a huge snake coiling sensuously through the rainforest to a jade green pool as if to lead me there. Mind you, in 3D life, I take the opposite course of snakes. I immersed myself in the pool completely and purposefully drew water into my lungs because I felt certain I should do it. The sensation of water in my nose caused me to want to cough, but holding back from rejecting the water, I took it in. I could then see myself from a few feet away, floating in this womb-like state. I appeared trance-like. I got distracted. Shouldn't do this while driving and didn't go back to it. This morning, I looked up snake and found this. Kundalini takes sexual energy in its raw form and converts it into fine spiritual energy of an extremely high frequency, which then allows the fruition and activation of paranormal activities such as good quality OBEs, telepathy, telepathy, matter and energy conversion, and communication with entities that inhabit the vast areas of our multidimensional universe. Before yesterday, Sundari spent most of her adult life in heat. She was always soliciting the males of all species, but now her energy has the opportunity to be so much more productive. And I didn't say it here, but we spayed her. So I think that this is what I'm referring to. Breathing underwater can be likened to creating harmony between the surface self and the undersurface self, a realization of the entire being, an imminent birth of an entire being. I am, I am uncertain of what she refers to in her conversation with you. I don't feel like I have lost power because I feel it growing stronger every day, but maybe she refers to some past experience or some alternate existence. I am already beginning to enjoy the fruits of my labors and every day more so. Sometimes I can barely imagine it getting better or moving more quickly in the direction that I had hoped. I often express dismay at not being able to affect change more quickly, but frankly don't know how I could stand it as the pace is dizzying already. Perhaps her message through you is to assure me that I can. The notion of being twice born is interesting. Sundari had a black twin who, was, who I was unable to save. When volunteers came to me and said there was something gross in Nilo's cage, I walked out to see what it was. I wasn't in any hurry because I was expecting they meant yucky poo or vomit. In the dirt were two placental sacks and afterbirth. I ripped open the first sack and pulled Sundari's lifeless form from the bag. Wiping the mucus from her nose, I put her muzzle in my mouth and breathed with her until she took her first gasps on her own. I then turned to the second sack and did the same. Wow. Jade. I didn't make that connection until just now. I had called her Jade, as in the jade green pool above. Gosh, the mind is just incredible. Jade only lived a few days. She just never seemed to really take a hold of life. I figured she didn't get the oxygen she needed fast enough for her brain to function fully. 
I don't know how long they had laid there on the ground, but they were completely cold and the blood coagulated. I had tried as soon as I got the cubs breathing to get Nyla to take them, but she wouldn't even look at them. After cleaning them up so they looked like leopards and not cold, slimy, dead things, I took them back to Nyla to see if she would take them, and she wanted no part of it. As Sindari grew, I kept trying to get Nyla to take some interest in her, but she never did. I chalked it up to the fact that these cats are so inbred and have had much of their natural instincts bred out of them by selection of only the most docile, meaning the most dull of spirit, for the pet trade. Interesting physical facts, such as the dark and light in the womb together, light being stronger than darkness and able to overcome despite both being born of equal size. Sometimes this means you have to suffer the loss of what you think you have loved the most. That was in quotation marks, so I don't know what I was quoting. I am not sure what or who that is. Until 2001, I would have said that was Don or Jamie. Since that time, I don't think you lose people. I think about what you love the most now. If I think about what I love the most now, I think it would be the ability to effect change for the better. Losing that would make this life seem bleak and without purpose. The hero's path or quest is that ageless reference to one who is unwittingly presented with a good versus evil dilemma, as is a common theme in myths of heroes. There is almost always the same chain of events. One, the awakening to the issue, or the lack of understanding and compassion for our fellow creatures. Two, learning about how the universe works from some wise sage, or a collection of old soul cats, perhaps. Three, being led down many wrong paths or forced to fight off many subject battles along the way to clarify the mission and engage the hero at a personal level. Four, guidance by his mother figure who is all-knowing and encouraging the hero to go beyond his or her ability. Five, overcoming the father figure's exposure of self-doubt, fear, and unenlightened thoughts. Six, achieving the victory and then making the ultimate choice of keeping it for himself or sharing it with others. Seven, the final definition of a hero being the one who chooses to share all that he has with others for the, be for the benefit of the entire realm. This is where my understanding of Sundari's message is unclear. Perhaps my approach is all wrong, but it has been so successful and feels so right that I have a hard time seeing what alternative would work better. I get bad press sometimes because I make everything known, and that makes it easy for people to attack me. If they didn't know anything, then they could only guess, but my experience has been that most of what they say is untrue, and based on assumption anyway, so making known what is does nothing to hurt my mission, and anyone who is truly looking for the facts can then find them on our site. The arena that I have found to be the most effective in creating change is in the political process, and that is all public record. Even if I did not speak a word of my lobbying, it would all be available to anyone watching. And Gloria Johnson lives 10 miles out of Tallahassee, is a lobbyist by trade, and defines herself as my biggest opponent on the issue of keeping big cats as pets. Every time I speak to a legislator here, they mention that she has been there with her baby cougar or baby tigers for them to pet. And I know when she talks to them, they mention me because she has told me so. She and I work together, weirdly enough, on wild cougar issues, but have agreed to disagree on the captive issue. No matter what I do to regulate the exotic pet industry, it will send the exotic pet breeders, dealers, and buyers into a rage 
and that is the basis for the bad press I get every once in a while. They will bring up something from 1998 or prior, and the media just loves gossip, so they rarely have any interest in the evidence to the contrary of something that sounds juicy. Any press is good press in my estimation, so I don't waste much time on it. This could be the glossing over, quotation marks, that Sundari refers to. I am open to using all of the positive energy at my disposal for persuading legislators to stop the breeding, but politicians aren't known for their spiritual acuity. They care about what voters want, and getting 40,000 voters, our supporters, behind an issue is the quickest way to legislate morality. And then I quoted uh, Martin Luther King Jr. saying, legislation cannot change the heart, but it can restrain the heartless. Revealing my plan of action to 40,000 people always means that my opponents know what I am doing, and there is not much opportunity for staying undercover there. It is a numbers game, and the best way to garner support is the internet. We average a million hits per day, but Thursday we had a surge of 2,500,000 hits, and I don't know why. Harnessing the power of these masses is what has caused six states to ban the trade in the past two years and what is causing so many more states to do the same. Possibly for the first time in history, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service took a proactive step on this issue this year without Congress forcing them to, and the same is happening with USDA. It has just been amazing. It has been it has just been amazing, but has been, I believe, due to the pressure from so many people who are better informed now via the Internet's ability to expose the truth and unite supporters. That is why Big Cat Rescue that is why the Big Cat Rescue series on Animal Planet is so crucial to keeping this momentum going. Cats succeed through a long stalk and a short springed attack. I have watched the enemy, apathy and misunderstanding of our connection to each other, for a long time, and the pounce has already been made. Feathers are flying in every direction, and the prey is struggling for its last hold over the unwitting. I don't think now is the time to go back into hiding. Sorry for the long email. It has been cathartic to evaluate Sindari's message and try to make current application from it. I'm going to hop on over to the sanctuary to check on her. Sindari would like the image of me hopping. Thanks again for being such a vital part of this evolution.